Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is The Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. We're glad to have you for this radio show. Also be aired on my podcast called Rocker Recovery. You can find the PDF on enablersjourney.com. This is our seventh lesson on fear. Now we're going to talk about the next way to conquer your fear, and that's separate yourself. We're going to look at 1 Samuel 15, 35. Enough is enough. Mourn the loss and separate yourself. Samuel is mourning over Saul because Saul has rejected the word of the Lord, has become prideful, and his kingdom's been tore from him. And let's look at 1 Samuel 15:35. Until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again, though Samuel mourned for him. When we are dealing with situations that are out of our control or with people, that are rebellious, that will not repent. Sometimes we must just mourn the loss and turn from it. And when we have done that, then we find the next instructions in 1 Samuel 16, 1. The instruction is to move forward. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. So if there is someone that you are mourning over, who has been great suffering for you for many years, and you've tried for many years, maybe even a decade, to help them change and to help them better themselves, and they are worse, then I want you to do as Samuel has been instructed to do. I want you to say enough is enough and mourn the loss, and I want you to move forward, and I want you to turn and go and find your little David to anoint. Now David, when he was fearful, he was empowered by faith. Let's read Psalms 16.8. He was on the run from King Saul, and King Saul is trying to kill him. David says, I will keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So where is your focus? If your focus is on your problem, you are in fear and you are shaken. But if your focus is on the Lord, you cannot be shaken. Let's look at another Bible hero. Let's look at Daniel. Now he knew the punishment for praying to God was the lion's den, but he prayed without fear. Daniel 6.10 Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So Daniel did not change his plans because of wicked men. He continued to be faithful in serving God, and let's see what happened. He was thrown into the lion's den, and King Darius paced the floors all night, but it looks like Daniel had a good night's sleep. In Daniel 6.21, when Darius came to the opening where the lions were, Daniel called out and said, May the king live forever. My God has sent angels and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I found I because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. After Daniel purposed to follow God, he was not only protected, but he was elevated in the kingdom and God's name was elevated. Darius said, the God of Daniel, he is a living God and he endures forever. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. God will rescue you as you are faithful to continue to serve him. Now Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, 16 through 18, they found their strength by refusing to bow to an idol. Let's read. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, 
that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And you know the story. They didn't bow to an idol, and they were not only protected, but Jesus showed up to dance in their fire. Now, the thing that I would like to encourage you to do is to work on your character. Focus on yourself. Focus on being honest, being righteous, being dependable, being loyal. Focus on the character traits of Christ and put them in your life to be humble, to be gentle, to be at peace with all men as much as possible. I want you to protect your gates. There's walls that we build around our hearts, that we build around our cities, and I believe God wants us to build them around our hearts. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Protect your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So I believe he wants us to put walls around our hearts against the rebellious people, against the world. He wants us to decide what and who can come in and out through those big protective gates that come into through our walls. Now the gateways are your eyes, your ears, your mind, and your heart. So as you built this wall, this fortress, this city of God within your soul, there are gates. Protect your eyes, protect your ears, protect your mind, what you're thinking, what you're allowing your mind to read and to look at, and protect your heart, what you allow close to it. So let me repeat it. The gateways to your soul are your eyes, your ears, your mind, and your heart. These must be protected. You must build a fortress of walls around your souls to protect yourself. In any strong city, they had towers on the walls where they put watchmen. And the watchmen would watch for the enemies, and they would warn the others. So I want the watchmen in your life to be the word of God. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now let's look at another Old Testament saint. Let's look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 5 through 7. Then he said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my fathers, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, the decrees, and the laws that you gave your servant Moses. So as you know that you, yourself, your family, those that are around you have sinned, then repent, pray, and confess sins quickly. Now let's look at verse 11. Let's see what he's asking God for after he repents. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. So Nehemiah is asking for a favor. He's asking that God would hear and answer his prayer and show up in a mighty way. Now in Nehemiah 4, Verse 3, there's psychological warfare that he has to fight against. Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, What they are building, even a fox climbing upon it, would break down their walls of stone. Hear us, O God, for we are despised, says Nehemiah. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. So Nehemiah fights this psychological warfare with prayer. Now there are conspirators coming against him and plotters. And Nehemiah in verse 8 of chapter 4 says, They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to stir up trouble against us. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. So the weapon that Nehemiah used was confession 
of his sins was asking God for prosperity and mercy in Nehemiah 1.11, fighting psychological warfare in Nehemiah 4.3, and praying and setting up guards against the conspirators and the plotters in Nehemiah 4.8. And then when that wall was finished, they decided to celebrate. They said, This day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I believe that that's a lesson for us. Let us pray and confess our sins quickly, ask God for his mercy, and then expect psychological warfare, expect conspirators and plotters to come against us, but to continue to pray and to pray against them and to pray that the Lord would give us the joy, the joy of the Lord, let it be our strength. Now let's look at Joshua. When he obeyed and meditated on the word of the Lord, he found strength and courage. A courage that was like a supernatural courage. A courage that was a boldness that was bigger than he was. Now courage is not a suggestion. It is a command. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In Joshua 1 9. So if courage is a command, then we must lift up all of our fear, all of our faithlessness, and ask God to exchange it for a supernatural courage. Now, we will be in training ground, just like Joshua was. Joshua was a slave, and then he became a military commander, and then he was Moses' servant, and then he became a leader of God's people. And as we have been a slave to sin in the confounds of this world, now we must learn to be a soldier to defeat our flesh and to learn to walk with Jesus Christ and develop an abiding relationship with him. And then our faith will be increased and we will have the courage through his spirit living within us. And he will go wherever we go. Now I want you to understand that you're no longer a slave, that your enemy has been drowned, that the battle is only in your mind to overcome this fear, that you can overcome it by meditating upon the word of God. And in Matthew 17, 21, it says these come out through prayer and fasting. Then I want you to obey the command in Philippians 4, 6, to be anxious or to be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, give your thanksgiving to God and make your request known unto him. Then I want you to take every thought captive to the word of God, to the tearing down of strongholds as in 2 Corinthians. Verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now I want you to obey Philippians 3:13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining for what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I want you to forget what's behind things that you cannot change, things that you cannot redeem, things that you cannot fix. And I want you to give them to God and I want you to move forward. I want you to be strong and courageous as it commands us to do in Joshua. Don't look back. Understand that God is with you. This battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to Christ. Fear is like a great multitude. So look at Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 20, 15. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So this battle with fear is not yours. Position yourself in the word of God, and he will fight this battle for you. And then be strong 
and courageous. And every time fear comes, choose to be strong and courageous. Every time unbelief comes, choose to have strong faith. Say, Lord, forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for my weak faith. Bring me into your strong faith. Bring me into a deliverance and give me this strength and this courage that only comes from you and help me to trust you. And then I want you to pray and to fast that God brings this to pass in your life, that you may be mighty in spirit to the tearing down of strongholds, that you might be able to take captive every thought, that your thoughts might be in peace and they might be resting in the Lord, and that your days may be pleasant, that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. And this is The Rocky Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on Rocker Recovery Podcast, on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And our website is enablersjourney.com. We'll see you later.